Hello, this is a Mirakami Minute presented by the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. I like that guest. You gotta add the douchey A. That's what like these new young hipster guys do. They try to talk in this baritone. That's not real. It's called Vocal Fry. Learn it, Spencer, so you can start doing it. I just figured we were going to start auto-tuning our episodes. <laughs> I could probably figure that out. Also... Last episode, for some reason, I just completely forgot to mention that this is presented by the Drunken Pen Writing Podcast. Not like you wouldn't know, but if there is somebody who shares the podcast, just the Mirakami episode, and that's just the title of it, they might get confused. I don't know. Like, if they share it on one of those oddball Spanish links or something I've seen us come up on. Ooh, we in Spanish links? Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of links. If you look up Drunken Pen Writing Podcast and you just keep going through the Google searches... You'll find us on a lot of weird stuff, and you can claim, you know, your podcast on there if you want, but I never do that. No, just I like to listen if people are listening, you know. Yeah, whatever. Makes you happy. So, I'm Caleb James, the host, with me, Mr. Spencer Church. We uh, are almost done with this Mirakami Minute. We're past the... We're past the half, because this is the fifth one, right? Yes, this is the fifth story, so we only got a trace more after this. Today's wait, wait, no. You, what's the, how do you say, th- or is, th- is, is numbers just the same in, in Japan, or do they have, like... Oh, Japan. You put me on the spot. Uh Oh, three, uh, San. San? San. San. I was thinking four, which is Yon. I always I always mix those up. I, I was thinking of that stupid, uh, there's this TikTok song, I'm sure you heard of it. What the fuck is it? It's like, Ichi ni san, arigato. And it's like this real annoying, it's like one, two, three, arigato, and it's like... But then it's like this old guy comes on and he goes, Ichi ni san arigato. Um, today, before you so rudely interrupt me with some dumb nonsense. So I was just figuring, do it in the, in the man's native language if you're gonna... You know what was irritating me? Especially since you're learning it. <laughs> what was irritating me the other day is because I was thinking of the numbers for some reason. I, I don't know why it popped in my head Japanese numbers. It's like, zero, Ichi ni san, yan. I couldn't think of five. And then it's Doku, Nana, and then I was like, why can't I think of five, though? I got six and seven. What the fuck? And I forgot to look it up because I was going to look it up. I was like, I can't just not know five. And I realized the lessons I was doing on the numbers, they just skipped five. They never taught you five. I don't know why they would skip that. It seems like because five is like a main one, right? Yeah. You think of uh, five, ten, fifteen, to at least, you know, here. I don't, I don't know. That's weird. Anyway, before people fucking tune out. Sorry, uh, folks. Well, they, we got their download. So. Yeah, you always say that, but it doesn't give us money unless we have ads, and we've only had two ads, and they're gone. They disappeared. Man, we did get 37 cents off those ads. Pretty good number if you ask me. That's almost a dollar. Almost? I mean, it's not even 50 cents, but... Uh, today, we read in first-person singular stories by Haruki Murakami, Confessions of a Shinagawa Monkey. I enjoyed this story. It tickled my fancy. Yes. This, finally... Touched upon the actual Mirakami style. You can get it now. We'll go over that. But I'll quick synopsis of the story. Again, another basic one. This guy, he goes to... and I'm, Is he like a writer? Another writer? Because he works with a travel writer. So I, th- I would assume he's like a writer. Because he wrote yeah. about the story. Yeah, probably. But I, th- uh, I don't think he was a writer at the time. He was, was younger. He? Again, more reminiscing and stuff like that. This, that's this whole collection is uh, kind of nostalgia-based memory things. This one is about a guy who goes to a very derelict, dumpy, rundown inn in the mountains. Because he he waited too long. Because yeah. 
Uh, I guess over there, like, you can't get a room after, like, eight or so. Yeah, so he ended could, up... Could you imagine that over here in America? Us not taking your money because it's just, no, yeah. you're, you're, you're late. You got here sooner, like, what was Jerk. You, yeah. One benefit, though, of the one high spot of this crappy inn was it had a really, really nice, uh, not a bath, uh... Like a spa? Uh, sa- not a sauna. Yeah, you know the what the fuck do they call it? A hot spring. Oh yeah, like a spring. Yes, uh, yes, I always I don't I always want to go to a hot spring, like a natural hot spring. The water was green too. I don't know why that's nice, but apparently it's nice. I don't know. Uh, so he's in this natural hot spring or whatever at the end. He's really enjoying himself. He's kind of in a daze. He's you know groggy from the hot of it <laughs> and well, i mean you figure it's um if you're in there for like because i can't think he was soaking in there yeah. for a long time so dare i say he caught the vapors <laughs> he might have got the vapors <laughs> um and there but there's nobody else in this shithole of an inn so he doesn't have any tour that's one thing he was like well at least there's no tourists i have to bathe with because Communal bathing is kind of a big thing still in japan yeah and a lot of it's actually naked still in a lot of places by the way folks if you're an american or just anywhere you know european whatever uh, and you go to Japan, most inns and hot springs will not let you go into the baths, the public baths, if you have tattoos. Yeah. Can't have visible tattoos. They're changing that slowly now, but it's still, uh, well, because the, the Yakuza. Yeah, it's very gang, like, gang drug, culture. Yeah. Because it used to be the only ones that had tattoos were criminals. They would force criminals to have tattoos to mark them as criminals. And then the Yakuza took that over as, you know, fuck it. We're proud of our tattoos. Yeah. Which they have badass tattoos. That's neither here nor there. Uh, and this story gets very Murakami very quick. A monkey, an elderly monkey, just waltzes into the uh, hot spring here with this guy. And he can't tell at first because it's a little steamy in there. And then the monkey starts to talk. And then as a monkey does, it comes over and he's hanging out and offers to wash his back. And this is where the Murakami-ness comes in because the guy's like, this is weird. I'm just going to go with it. Yeah. Like just a monkey. I'm going to let it wash my back. I'm going to talk to the monkey. Uh, they get a little bit of a rapport here. He starts to learn about the monkey who lived with a professor in Shinagawa, which is how it learned to speak English. Eventually, they go to the guy's... Human r- human language. Human language, not English. Yeah, thanks for correcting me. That was stupid of me. This is a Japanese story. What a fool <laughs> I am. I'm a dunce. Uh, it's a fucking Shinagana monkey. Was, by the way, it looks like the cover monkey. Yeah, had a that's, red what, face. that's what I'm thinking. Because he's fun story, <laughs> he starts drinking with the monkey. He drinks beer with it, goes to his room, and he talks about because in Japanese culture they can't, a lot of Asians can't process alcohol very well, so they get this what's called alcohol flush. Their face turns red, but so he was looking at the monkey, seeing if its face was turning red. But he was like, "Well, it's already red. Yeah. I can't really." I think at some point the monkey was telling a little bit of a embarrassing story, and he was like, I think it's getting redder. Yeah, like a little bit darker. Yeah, but it's very Mirakami-esque, and it's so mundane, the way he's talking to this monkey, just like you talk to a normal person. But he's aware the whole time it's a monkey. He's like, yeah. this is weird. This is this is not normal. Especially uh, the, the part when the monkey came to his room, because he kind of, before that, he kind of chalked it up to, well, maybe, like, you know, he was in the hot springs yeah. for so long, maybe he was just kind of, like, delusional a little bit, like, you know what I mean? Delirious kind of, or something yeah you know but no the dehydrated you know just yeah. kind of thinking maybe you know didn't dreamed it up or you know kind, kind like of a thing. fever dream but the uh monkey did come to his room it brought because it asked him before it's like uh he was like hey can you bring beer to my room because why not you're already gonna have the monkey over the monkey's like sure it's a very polite monkey so the monkey comes to his room with some snacks and the beer and the monkey tells his life story about being with the professor he doesn't say why he got banished 
But the guy's asking the right questions. Like, have you ever lived with monkeys? Yeah. Monkey's like, yeah, but they try to bully me and make fun of me because I didn't talk like a monkey. And, you know, I'm just not monkey-like. It's like, okay, understandable. The monkey does work at the end. Obviously, it's very hard for a monkey to get a job. Probably getting paid under the table. Can't work in the food part, though. He just has to do monkey things, washing people's backs and yeah. stuff. Well, I think he's more supposed to, like, just kind of, like... Be in the shadows. Yeah, and just, like, clean up after people left or whatever. But I think with it being so late at night at, at mm-hmm. such a rinky-dink end that, you know... He yeah, he's just doing whatever. Anybody, yeah. He's probably bored, too. But this monkey, being a Mirakami story, so far, it's it's all told in a way that just seems reasonable. Like, this is yeah. just what's happening. It's fine. There's a monkey talking perfectly normal you just accept it the guy accepted it and he's hanging with the monkey and it actually sounds kind of funny he's like i'd yeah. like to talk to a monkey and just like a very polite monkey um there's even a part where the monkey like pulls its own fur on its arm and it's telling a story and he's like he was like you know he pulled his fur almost like he was seeing if he was still a monkey mm-hmm. or something so the monkey he tells his life story and stuff and then this is where the mirakami kind of magical realism gets involved like the weirdness the monkey, because the monkey does not like lady monkeys. He likes human ladies. So very bizarre. And the monkey knows it's weird. He's like, I don't know. I like human ladies. I know that's weird. They're not going to like me. I'm a monkey. Obviously, they're not going to like me. But uh, I have this lust. He, he, sexual desire for humans. He can't satiate that lust. So what he does is he steals these women's names. Well, part, parts of their names, right? No, he steals their names. So what he does is he'll steal an object from a woman that he loves, which he doesn't meet him. He just, you know, I guess he's infatuated with some woman he sees at the inn or wherever. Steals her ID, preferably like a license or something or a passport. And then he goes into like a room and memorizes his name, just stares at it. And it goes on for a bit about like how he does it. And then what he does is he takes their name and he keeps it in his heart. Uh, just sounds like he's memorizing their name, but there is a twist at the end with that. Uh, I'll get to that in a little bit. And he got up to seven women's names that he stole. And then he's like, I can't do this anymore. I know I'm a perverted monkey. I'm not going to do this. He gives his uh, take on love. So I actually want to read this part because what is a monkey's theory on love and how it works? Because up to this point, it just seemed like weird story, but kind of normal. But then it does start going into themes of loneliness and unrequited love because this monkey does love humans, but they can't love him. Well, and he also he wants to stop doing it because he knows the effect that it has yeah. on some of the women. Like they can't uh, they forget their names or just random things like, you know, things associated with them. It's not safe. Yeah, it's not like, safe, and he really he realizes that it's having a negative effect yeah. on on them. So and he seems to be a very good monkey, so he yeah. doesn't want to be stealing. But you know, monkey does what a monkey does, I guess. Monkey see, monkey do. I don't know if that was applicable here, but okay, because <laughs> he doesn't like the other monkeys, so he's not doing what they're doing. But there is possibility of another monkey on the loose later. Get to that too. He's talking to the monkey about love, and this is the monkey and his theory of love and what he believes is love. I believe that love is the indispensable fuel that allows us to go on living. Someday that love may end, or it may never amount to anything. But even if love fades away, even if it's unrequited, you can still hold on to the memory of having loved someone, of having fallen in love with someone, and that's a valuable source of warmth. Without that heat source, a person's heart, and a monkey's heart too, would turn into a bitterly cold, barren wasteland, a place where not a ray of sunlight falls, where the wildflowers of peace, the trees of hope, have no chance to grow. I treasure the names of those seven beautiful women I loved here in my heart. At this, the monkey laid a palm on his chest. 
I plan to use these memories as my own little fuel source I burn on cold nights to keep me warm as I live out what's left of my own personal life. The monkey chuckled again and lightly shook his head a few times. That's a strange way of putting it, isn't it? He said. Personal life. When I'm a monkey, not a person. Hee <laughs> hee. Just like... So deep and philosophical from a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> he needs that love in his heart to warm his cold, bitter days. That goes with the theme of loneliness. This monkey's very lonely because he doesn't fit in with monkeys. He doesn't say why he wasn't allowed to be with that professor anymore that raised him, but... I thought he died. Maybe. He... It, that's possible. I don't remember reading that, but uh, I didn't go into detail about the professor. Uh, so he just, like, he ended up going to, like, a monkey, wild monkey sanctuary, and I guess it was Shinagawa or somewhere else in that prefecture area. Then, later on, after this whole monkey, you know, the monkey's drunk and stuff, he leaves. The next day, the guy goes down to check out, and he's like, hey, you know, I'm gonna pay for my amenities. I got a couple beers and some snacks last night, and the lady's like, no, you didn't. Uh, like, and it was a, it was a different lady too. Because the first like, one was like a fat old guy or something. This was like an old fat lady in the mo- different shift, I guess. But he uh, he's checking out, and she's like, "That didn't happen." Then he's thinking a couple scenarios, like, "Okay, well, maybe they don't want to get in trouble because you know monkey's not supposed to be bringing me food. Uh, maybe the monkey gets paid under the table, so they don't want to have the tax man and health board in here. It makes sense." And then a couple other things about that. And then later. He's talking about this travel writer and editor that he works with or works for who's, like, very pretty, and she is, uh... Because this is, like, five years yeah, later or so. He likes her a lot and stuff, but they're out on lunch or something, and she has to get this phone... She gets this phone call she has to answer, and then it sounds like a travel arrangement or something. And then she's like, oh, do you mind if I take this? And he, he's like, okay, that's fine, and she takes it. And then she, while she's talking on the phone, she's like, oh, excuse me, I know this is weird, but what's my name again? And he's like, uh, and he tells her the name. And then she's like, sorry, sometimes I just forget my name. And he's like, does this happen often? She's like, more and more recently. And then he uh, kind of beats around the bush, asks her if she uh, ever lost her ID and stuff and certain things. And he pretty much gets to the point where he found out, like, she had her purse stolen in Shiogawa. And the, it, it was returned to a police box. And the only thing that was missing was her license, pretty much alluding to Either that old monkey went up, you know, got back to his old tricks. That's and, what I was thinking. Yeah, and uh, found another lady he loved, and he stole her name, or a new monkey. See, that never, that never even popped in my mind. Well, that's what time. the guy says. He was like, I don't, I can't believe it'd be the same monkey after the way he was telling me how he wants to give it up and stuff. And he's like, what if there's a rogue monkey, another monkey, another bit of imagery, which is only inferred here, but I just, I liked it. Is the monkey. Because he couldn't be with the monkeys or the professor and stuff, he considered himself a rogue monkey. Yeah. And I was just thinking, that's a samurai. Like well, that's <laughs> yeah, like a, the Ronin. Yeah. That's a Ronin monkey. I like that. Just the imagery. I was just thinking of a Ronin monkey with the fucking sword and and, and the um the gi and, and yeah. stuff like that. So that was a, that was a good story. That definitely gives you the taste of Mirakami because everything is so. That's what I meant by he writes in a way where it seems like it's so mundane, but it's not boring because it's very weird. Yeah. Like that's not a normal situation to be in. But the way he writes it, it makes you feel like that's just normal everyday adventures. Like, oh, a guy hanging out with a monkey in a crappy inn. Yeah, because this was the first one in in this book that wasn't like, oh, that's something that could happen to you. Yeah, you know, it wasn't you went to go see your girlfriend and the only person there was his, was her weird older brother that you got stuck with in the story <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah. Or you know, you had sex with the lady that was your coworker and she bit really hot into a towel. Yeah. Like, this is more along the lines of what you'd find in the beginning of a Mirakami book. Like that's how the story would start. 
with this monkey, and then it would ramp up to ridiculous levels, but keep that same mundane uh, aspect. I would read a whole novel yeah. of that goddamn monkey. Well, like, if this was a novel version of that story, he would eventually, you know, maybe find the monkey again, and then it turns out the monkey, or the, there's a rogue monkey stealing And they gotta team up to take to, yeah. to down the other monkey. And maybe he finds out that not only does the monkey steal the names, but when he steals the names over time, it steals their soul. Like, so, that would be like a Mirakami thing, and then they have to... Not necessarily stop, like maybe stop it. It's just, it's weird. Like his work is weird and I love it because. Well, in my mind, the rogue monkey is a female monkey. Yeah. And then there's just uh, mm, monkeys. Monkeys. Monkeys do what monkeys do. So what was your impression of that story? You know, I know you liked it. Yeah, I guess uh, I was telling you uh, when I got done reading it, I was texting you about it. I said that it was probably my uh, favorite so far mm. out of the out of the book. Um, I wish all those stories that we read so far in this collection were more along the lines of that, because again, that's more of Mirakami. Well, the other ones were kind of shorter, so it'd be yeah. kind of hard to really get into that. I, you know. Yeah, I guess this also did have a. Uh, for some reason, more musical things involved because the mirror, the monkey really enjoyed. It was, I think it was like classic or yeah. jazz. I forget the Bruckner or something he said in there, but he brought it up a couple of times about this music that the monkey listened to. So music's been almost in every story in some capacity, if it hasn't been in every story. So I don't know if this was written with the music as the overall theme of this or not, but I did enjoy the story. I can see maybe the rest of this book picking up with some more weirdness. I'm yeah, because what the next one's Carnival. Yeah, so that, so that could be interesting. Yeah, that might that might be pretty fun. Also, I like one comment, especially if it's like if uh, the Japanese have like a carnival, like like over here in America. Like I want, like you know what I mean. Mm. Like I wonder what their version of like that kind of stuff would be. Well, they have you know the Blossom Festivals, which was mentioned in this story, uh, and things like that. They have a lot of festivals and a lot of Buddhist things because obviously their country's thousands of years yeah. old, so they celebrate things that are really fucking cool that we can't celebrate yeah. in this country because we don't have that much history in this country. I'm going to have to cut this short because we're about 20 minutes in and that's longer than a minute. But yeah. so far, this is definitely my favorite story as well. Though I did like the conversation between that kid and the brother oh, and that yeah. one story because that was just weird. And you can tell this is this is a um, an endorsement of the book. I've Every time that I've read the next story, I'm like, oh, this has been my favorite story. Yeah, it keeps in, improving. In, in, in the book. And it's been like, oh, no, no, this has been my favorite story in the book. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so. Just as a little sidebar, this is what I wanted to mention. I was forgetting. Because I couldn't find the translator on here. I keep forgetting to look it up online. He does one weird thing in this. I don't know if you noticed. Most of the time when you put something like a sentence in parentheses, like you're just adding to the sentence, but you would do it in parentheses, you put the punctuation outside end of the parentheses but this one they do it as a separate sentence but still in parentheses it keeps showing up so it'll just be the punctuation in the parentheses but it's its own sentence i just haven't seen that in a lot of work i thought that was a little strange addition and that's just on the translator i don't even know if they have parentheses in japanese yeah that'd be interesting too to topic to dive into is just different grammar rules around the world because like in english you know i love to use m dashes parentheses uh different forms of commas with japanese and the symbols do they even have commas i don't fucking know I don't like i don't even know all the all of our (laughs) grammar rules alone fucking other countries yeah yeah well we'll investigate that further in uh future future days but thank you for listening and uh as always 
This has been a Miracami Minute, presented by the Drunk Upon Writing Podcast.